are one week away from the New Testament challenge. And we just saw a video. This is uh, Tara Lee Cobble, and she, re- she wrote a book called uh, The Bible Recap. And The Bible Recap is just a book that, that she wrote that, that each day, so like the next Sunday we're going to be reading uh, Luke 1 and Matthew 1. Uh, and so it will just show just for about two pages, actually not about, it's exactly two pages, and two pages and it, she explains a lot of what's happening. Now of course there's a lot of what's happening, but it's just the recap, that's why it's called recap, okay? <laughs> so it's uh, the recap a Bible recap, and we're going to be going through the New Testament uh, through a chronological plan. And I am really excited because we get to, to together be reading the same things, be experiencing God, and show and, and really as a as a church. If we are, you know, not I know not everybody's doing this, but a lot of us are going to be doing this. We're reading the same parts of the Bible, seeing, trying to experience God in a way that maybe we haven't before. Um, for those that are interested, there's also a discussion guide by the Bible Recap following each week of what uh, is in this book. And well, I should also say, the, the book, you know, I didn't promote the book at all because the, the same content is on her podcast uh, called the Bible Recap, and it's also on YouTube. Uh, there's different ways that you can see the content here, but the more important content is what's in the Bible, okay? So don't, don't, don't hear that, like, you should figure out the Bible recap. What I want you to hear is read the Bible, okay? And if you want some extra bonuses, some extra help, then uh, the Bible recap is on the same plan that what we're, we're doing for the New Testament challenge. So uh, the discussion guide is an option that if you want to meet with a few people and you want to just talk about what you're learning, um, there's about 10 or 11 questions each week that you can just, it'll just help you have a discussion. Uh, what kind of things you're learning and discussing, what kind of ways that you're experiencing God. And so um, what I love about the Bible recap is what she, Tara Lee Cobble, this is the, her video we just watched, she was, she first was doing all this stuff for God, all this stuff about God, you know, writing, talking about God, but she hadn't been reading the Bible. She just had been picking and choosing and reading um, in a common way, but not reading through the whole Bible. And so when she really dedicated herself to read through and see what God's all about and see each day, how is she experiencing God, then that's when she saw that she began to fall in love with Jesus. And my hope and prayer for each of us is that we each fall in love with Jesus. Now maybe Hopefully, many, many of us are in love with Jesus. And so hopefully we fall more in love with Jesus and we have a, a stronger desire and to be with him and to trust him, to seek him with all our hearts and, and to f- let him fill us each day. Uh, there's a part each day that she talks about the, the God shot and she encourages us every day to find something from the scripture that we can be just like, what's a picture of God? Like when we, we snap a picture of something, then we, we can remember that, that thing. And so in the same way, how, what, what picture are we snapping of God each day? And how, how does that help us know him more? How, how does it help us remember who he is? And so I want to encourage each of us uh, to be doing that. There's also on the Bible app, 
there's a way that you can connect with, with others um, in following this plan, and then even a way to comment on there. Um, and also there's a Facebook group. So if you're interested in any of those things and technology's not your um, friend, uh, talk to me and I can try to help you with that or let me know. So the Bible recap, the whole hope of this, this is that we connect with Jesus. Is that we, to connect with Jesus, that we have, fall, have a love for Jesus and that we would see Jesus with just a freshness and a sweetness. And as we do that individually, what's really cool is that we're doing this collectively too. Uh, often, we, a lot of us are reading our Bibles, but we're all reading different parts of the Bible. And in the New Testament challenge, we have a chance to read through the same things that everyone else or many others are reading. And so because of that, we can share experiences of what we're learning about God. And hopefully not just about God, but that we're experiencing God. And so that's my, that's my challenge, that's my hope and prayer, is that we choose the Word. And we choose not just to read it, but to experience the author of life, the one who created me and you, the one who created everything, and who wrote this down so that we can know more about him. Today we're going to be looking at Psalm 119, so I want to encourage you to open your Bibles to Psalm 119. And in Psalm 119, uh, first of all, Psalms is the, long, the largest book in the Bible, longest book in the Bible. And Psalm 119 is also the longest chapter in the Bible. Um, can someone tell me, does anybody know how many verses are in Psalm 119? It's more than 100. I know you guys are all trying to cheat. Cheater. <laughs> I know nobody was giving me an answer until you found it. 176. You know, this week I was, when I was talking to Angie about this in the office, I said, yeah, 100, I thought it was 172 verses before I realized it was 176. I said, that's going to take a long time. I mean, we're, we might miss lunch by the time we're finished uh, reading this and talking through all the verses, 176 verses. But since it was 176, since it's 176, that's probably a little bit too many to cover in one message, right? 172, maybe that's acceptable at 176. That's just, that's, that's a lot more. Four more. <laughs> no, today we're going to just be looking at just a, a few of these verses from Psalm 119, and we're going to be centered right around the 100 mark. Uh, but I wanted to ask, because we had, we have 176 verses in this. In the New Testament, how many, do you guys have any idea how many verses like an average chapter is in the New Testament? What do you think? 30. Very good. Were you saying that, Issa? 28. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. All right, so you guys know. Uh, I actually did the math to figure that out, but yeah, 30 is the correct answer. There's, there's about 30 verses in each chapter of the New Testament. Now, that's an average, so don't hold me to that. But there's about 30. So each day when we're reading about two to three, sometimes four chapters, um, you're reading less, usually less than 100, chapter, or 100 verses a day. Um, and so that's way shorter than even Psalm 119. Um, Psalm 119 is a chapter that's all about God's Word. It's all about God's Word and how it is so important. The author of, of this 
chapter goes on and on and on about how wonderful it is that we have the words of God and how it blesses and how it changes and how it guides us in our life. And, and I mean, 176 verses, that's a lot of talking about the same thing. But he's so excited about it. So excited about God's word. I heard this morning in one of the Sunday school classes, you guys were quoting Psalm 119. <clears throat> Kids? Psalm 119, what was it? Verse 11? I have hidden. Come on, Isa. I might. All right, very good. Nice job. I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Because guess what? When we have God's word, when we are taking in God's word and we're experiencing God and we see how great God is, we are going to be, that's our defense against sin. We're not going to be prone to sin because we have God. We have his word. And when we have it with us and we delight in God's word, then yes, we're, we're not perfect. We're still going to make mistakes. We're still going to sin. I'm not saying that we're going to be living perfect lives, but we're going to do a, we're going to live a lot more for Jesus. And we're going to, we're going to be a lot less involved in sin that takes us away from the Father. So Psalm 119, we're going to, we're going to focus here on, on verses 97 to 105. So hopefully you've found it by now. It's in the, about the middle of the Bible. Um, and so we're going to read this. Psalm 119, verse 96. It says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, and I, for I meditate on your statues. statutes. I have more understanding than my elders, for I obey your precepts. First of all, do we notice in these first few verses, there's lots of different ways to say the Bible here. There was your law, there was your commands, there was um, your statutes, your precepts, and in Psalm 119, there's even more. There's a lot of ways that the psalmist is talking about God's word. And it, and it starts by saying how he loves God's word, how he's so excited to have God's word and to experience God. He's so excited that he meditates on it all the time. He doesn't just look at it once in a while, but he, he puts it in, and then he thinks about it throughout the day. He's overjoyed. You know, when you think of someone that you love, it's really easy to talk a lot about them. Especially, you, you like to talk about the good things about them. Ellen and I can always kind of giggle when we see someone that's engaged. And we're not making fun of them, of course, but we, we see something about them that we saw in us and we see in a lot of people that when they get engaged, they're just like this, there's just like beaming in their eyes. There's like, there's just the light that people, that they, this couple has for each other. They're so excited. They want to spend all their time with each other. They want to get to know them. They want to just be with them. They're just, 
They're just in love. And what we heard in this video earlier, that we can fall in love with Jesus. We can fall in love with Jesus because we spend time with him, because we obey his word, because we have understanding, because we trust in him. And just like the, the engaged couple that's giggling and smiling and, and playing footsie with each other under the table, they're, they're so delighted in each other. We can be delighted in the Lord. And that's not a, a weird thing. That's, that's a, a life-giving, wonderful thing. I mean, the psalmist is saying, how I love your law. I mean, how, how often do we say that? Oh, I love the Bible. I, I hope that's something that we all love, as we love God's Word. We cling to God's Word. You know, God's Word gives wisdom to us. God's Word here, it says, gives so much insight and, and all this understanding, even more than the teachers and more than the elders. Uh, he, his Word gives us wisdom. In James 1.5, it says that if you lack wisdom, you can ask God. Ask Him for wisdom. Because God gives wisdom generously. God wants you to have His wisdom. He doesn't want you to follow the way of the world. He wants you to be wise. Not wise in our own eyes, but wise what is true wisdom from the Lord. Now, we can choose God's way, the way of wisdom, or we can choose our own way. Just like last week, I gave Simon a choice between a nice-looking pineapple and some easy-to-eat Pringles. And he did what most people would do and take the Pringles. I probably would have done the same thing. I thought I was going to have to, I was going to get to enjoy the fruit of the, the pineapple the next day by me not having to do the work, but as some of you guys saw, I did have to do the work. <laughs> and I volunteered to do it. But it, it was worth it. I cut it up. I cut this pineapple up. I enjoyed getting to taste fresh pineapple. We have this choice. God gives us wisdom. He gives us a chance to, to fall in love with Him, to delight in Him, but He also doesn't make us do those things. There's a, a, a game that sometimes we like to, to play it's called Would You Rather? And, and the, the game goes like this. You just think of two things that are kind of bizarre, or maybe not bizarre, but would you rather do this or this? And so it could go like something like, would you rather stop time or go back in time? All right, so if you would rather stop time, raise your hand. Okay? If you'd rather go back in time, raise your hand. That's not all the hands, but okay. <laughs> all right, so there's probably a few more people that would like to go back in time. So, so you have to think, well, why are you thinking that? What? Oh, because you, you can change something about the past instead of like pausing time. Okay, that's, that's a fun one. Um, would you rather stay up late or sleep in? Now, I didn't say you could do both. Because often, staying up late leads to sleeping in. I, I know this. I've experienced this. 
but stay up late or sleep in. Which is it? Well, they, oh, you know, I, I want to stay up late because I want to enjoy more time doing things that I like to do with people I like to do. And, but I also, you know, I, I need sleep. And so then I end up sleeping in and then I miss out on relationships or I miss out on getting to my job on time or whatever it is. There's some, there's some consequences either way. But God gives us wisdom. He gives us, he doesn't, there, there's not consequences for choosing wisdom. You're like, how about this? Would you rather read the Bible or would you rather listen to the Bible? Ooh, tricky question, I know, because it's both the Bible. And I know traditionally we say you have to read the Bible to, to really spend time in it, invest in it. And I think that is really good. But also, there's some people that are driving a lot, that they're, on, they're commuting or they're, they're in circumstances that they have a chance to listen to the Bible. And if you like to listen to the Bible, I would encourage you, if you do that, to try to mostly, unless you're driving, try to mostly also look at the words, or at least mostly keep your focus on what, what the word is. But God gives us wisdom. We can choose different ways, whether we're going to read or listen or both. We can choose wisdom. And God wants us to choose wisdom. Are we happy when we choose the way of the world? Are we happy when we choose to not be in the Bible? You know, I've never heard someone say, man, I really regret spending so much time reading the Bible this week. I just spent so much time. I just, I just can't get that time back. I've just never heard someone say that. Maybe you have. Like, why did I spend so much time reading the Bible? Why did I spend so much time investing in a relationship with God? I mean, I, there was so much else I should have been doing. Just don't hear that. But if our, if our value is having a relationship with Jesus, growing in him like a tree planted by streams of water, we, we just heard this morning, we sung, referring to Psalms 1 from last week. But the, just like that, we're going to be where God is, where his life-giving relationship with Jesus is. He gives us relationship, and he gives us wisdom. Well, let's keep reading this um, Psalm 119. And verse 101 says, I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I mean, just think about that. Like, I had some maple syrup this morning in my pancakes, and that's pretty sweet. Like the real stuff, not the, not the fake stuff. And, and that's pretty sweet. Is that the kind of sweetness that I crave when I open my Bible? Is that the sweetness that you crave? Maybe it's not maple syrup or honey, and maybe it's something sweeter. But are we, is that the kind of sweetness that we want and expect and we go to when we open the Word? We've, the psalmist says, I've kept my feet from every evil path. And I, because I haven't departed from your laws. So it's this idea that like the, the, your feet actually are trying to go the wrong way and there's like this struggle, this struggle, internal struggle, fighting which, which is the right thing. Because our flesh 
and our spirit, they fight. And we battle within ourselves, and, and often we choose what gives us more satisfaction, what gives us more delight. So my prayer for each of us is that our delight is the Word of God. Our delight is in Jesus Christ. And he says, I have not departed from your laws. Another word for your word. For you yourself have taught me. Think about this. You yourself, he's saying this to God. The the Lord has taught me. The Lord meets with us. The Lord teaches us. The Lord directs us. And the Lord, the word of God changes us. Think about this. It changes. God changes us. In Romans 12, too, we, we heard earlier this summer a lot about how we are not to conform to the patterns of this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. God gives us that ability to renew our mind because it's not that we do it, it's that He does it. God renews our mind and He transforms us. We aren't doing the transforming by ourselves. God transforms us. So we renew our minds. And we, by the way we live, a living a holy life, a living as sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, we are renewing our mind. God is changing us to be more and more like Him. In fact, if, the, if, there's a, if you want to fall in love with Jesus, or you want to know Him more, we can just ask. Just ask, Lord, Give me that hunger and thirst. Give me that desire. Fill me so that I want to know you. So that I want to be like you. So I get to experience you. So God's word, God's word changes us. And we have that sweet taste that's God's word. We have that sweet taste that is who God is in relationship with us. And that nothing compares to that relationship nothing can compare you know sometimes we have to start with the the priority what is the most important thing and if we said last week we all have the same amount of time yes we have different responsibilities there's different things we need to do with our time but we all have the same amount of time it's where are we putting our priority is our priority in spending time with with god or is our priority in lots of other really good things but not the main thing that as Christians, if we want to grow, we have to spend time with God. Not because we don't, not because we just kind of drudge it or we have to, but we want to spend time with God because there's a delight that he gives because he's giving himself. It starts with this priority. We make it a priority and then we say, okay, if this is the priority, I'm going to set my alarm for this time, or I'm going, to, I'm going to cut out this thing. I'm going to do this thing, and I'm going to start, even though it's hard, I'm going to start doing these things to make this a priority. And then often, often that desire changes. That, that desire that we actually start craving and wanting to be with Jesus comes, and we have that sweet taste in our mouth like honey, that psalmist says. These last two verses I want to highlight in Psalm, 10, or Psalm 119. Uh, starting in 104 and 105, it says this, For I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Do we hate every wrong path? Or we just try to avoid it? 
Either way, we need to not go down the wrong path. And it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. God's word helps us to see clearly, to see clearly where to go. And it just gives us this example of, of having this lamp to my feet. You know, if you're going in a dark place and you don't know where you're going, you're stumbling around, having some kind of light is going to be very beneficial to you. Right? And so if you're in a dark place, maybe Dwayne out in bear country. I'm sure he had better light than this. But, <laughs> but he had some kind of light, and that light was guiding him so he wasn't stuck. He wasn't falling off a cliff or in danger. That's what the psalmist says about God's Word. God's Word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. There's a right way, and the right way is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The world says, oh, just do what you want, live what you want, believe what you want, and as long as you're more good than bad, if there's a good God, he's going to let you in heaven. That is false. The only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ, the Son. And accepting His sacrifice of love, of Him shedding His blood on the cross. And we, and we take His... He took on our sins so that we could live. If we trust and obey. If we put our life in His hands. So let me ask you, would you rather let God change you? Or are you happy with the way you're going, what you're doing? I'm mostly better, I'm mostly good, I'm, I'm fine. Would you rather let God direct you? Or are you happy finding your own way? Wherever that path may lead you. Because sometimes we think, oh, we're not going on the wrong path. It's mostly good. Or it's, it's not that far away from maybe the, the better path or the right path, but it's the way of destruction. Any path that is not to the Father is not on the way of life. And Jesus said He is the only way to the Father. So God's Word directs us. Directs us to the Father. Directs us to who He is. So that, not just so that we can make better choices, but so that we can even hate the wrong choice. Now, the psalmist doesn't say that we hate people on the wrong choice, on the wrong path. He says that we hate the wrong path, but we want to stay away from the wrong path. We want to tell people, don't go down that path. It leads to destruction. It leads to death. The path of life is Jesus Christ. Our main idea today is those who choose to live by God's word enjoy blessings from him. Now, do we, do, do we live by God's word to get the blessings? I, I hope not, but there is blessings. God's, but even if it is, let's get blessed, so let's open God's word, the heart might be a little bit wrong there. But God uses that. Because He wants you to open His word. He wants you to pray and seek Him. He wants you to be in a posture that says, whatever you want, God, wherever you want me to go, wherever you want to direct me, however you want to change me, whatever wisdom you want, I say yes. He wants us to trust Him and obey 
You know, all three of these points today all had the word us in them. And I could have said me. I could have said that God gives his wisdom to me. And that God's word changes me. And that God's word directs me. And that's all true. But what's really neat is in the body of Christ, we are together. We are together. And that's why it's so important that when there's a problem, when there's sin, that we go to the Father and we confess our sin and we go to our brothers and sisters in Christ and we confess our sins and we, and we make it right. We forgive each other. We love each other. And that's what celebrating communion is all about, is going to the, thanking Jesus for what he did and living in community with his followers. Next week, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And I would encourage you, this week, do what you can. Actually, it should be every week. Do what we can to find where there's things, offenses in my life. Ask the Lord to show me those, those ways that are against him. Confess those to him. And then also, not just to him, but when there's offenses to other people, especially brothers and sisters in Christ, let's go and make it right so that we can enjoy communion with each other, being, remembering his sacrifice. And that we are showing the world that we are for Jesus and that we are loving Jesus, not because we just have to read the Bible, because we want to, because we have his wisdom, because he changes us. Because he gives us his word and he directs us. You know, in this uh, Bible recap, they encourage you each day to, to pray these five prayers. And I put them on the screen. It says, before you read God's word, seek his help in these five prayers. God, give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's what we were just talking about. Asking God for wisdom. God, let me, let any knowledge that I gain help, to love, help me love you and others more, not puffing me up. So that we're, whatever, we get, whatever knowledge we have, it's not for us to just say, look at me, I'm really good at stuff. No, it's, it's to help me understand and appreciate God more and to love the, the people of God more. Number three, help me to see something new about you I've never seen before. Number four, correct any lies I believe about you or anything I misunderstand. That's an important, these are all important. And God, number five, God, direct my steps according to your word. This is straight from this verse. God, direct my steps according to your, to your word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. So let's let God direct us. Let's let him show us the way, the way to life. I want to encourage you, if you have joined the New Testament challenge, or maybe you are, you are reading God's word regularly, are you, are, you, are you expecting God's wisdom? Are you ready to be changed? Are you willing to be directed by God? I hope so, because I hope that we all are seeking the Lord together. We are all praying and experiencing the Lord. That we do this expecting wisdom, expecting to be changed, and expecting to, that God is going to lead us to where He wants us to be. But maybe, maybe you're not regularly reading the Word. And maybe you don't want to spend the time in the Bible every day reading three chapters a day. 
Maybe that you don't want to do that. Maybe there's some them barriers that you're uh, that they're they're making it really hard. Whatever that is, I just want to encourage you to talk to Jesus about that. Whether or not you have a good relationship with Jesus, talk to him about that. Be honest with him. He wants us to be in communication with him. He wants us to be right with him. He wants a, he's going to give you a hunger and thirst, a desire for him if you ask him. And if that's what you want, then ask him. I also encourage you, I encourage all of us to be talking to our friends, a tr- trusted friends about what we are learning or why we're having a hard time in the Bible or opening the Bible. Talk to people you trust and then share it with others. There's, there's a lot of people not in this room that are not in any churches, that are not in relationship with Jesus, that are all around us. Talk to someone about how you're experiencing God. Talk to them about how you love Jesus. Show them the way of life. And I know last week I talked about how my six-year-old said something about the New Testament challenge. It's going to be too tired. People aren't going to give up. This week it was funny because we're talking about this a lot in our house. And she asked the question, she's like, well, what do you win? You have to win something. I mean, that's, she didn't say all that. But what do you win? Because, I mean, that's a lot of time in the Bible. What do you win? And I'm going to say, what do you win? You're going to win a relationship with Jesus. You're going to win a blessing being with the Lord and being with each other in his word. Well, let's pray. God, we thank you that you are, your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. God, I pray that this week that we would have a hunger and thirst for you, for your word. God, I pray that we would be people that want to be changed by you, that we'd want to be people that have your wisdom, not the world's wisdom, that we would be directed by you. God, I pray that we would be seeking you with all our heart. And if there's those here or, or listening that are, are not sure about all this, God, I pray that, that they would also pray that you would give a hunger and thirst to them for your word not to puff anybody up, but that we would have more love for you, experience you in relationship, and that we would, in turn, love each other. We pray that you would use this according to your will and your purposes. In Jesus' name, amen.